0: This week, Three Sides of the Coin, it's all about KISS fails this week. Mm-hmm. What are some of the biggest failures KISS has had in their career that we have seen? And this one you get to play along with because you can let us know what failures we missed. This is Three
1: Sides of the Coin, talking all things Kiss. I want to
2: rock and roll all night. You're listening to Three Sides of the Coin. Subscribe on YouTube. Follow and rate us on Spotify. Subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. We appreciate your support.
0: Hey, Three Sides of the Coin. You got the original two. The guys that started this whole thing over 10 years ago. You got Mike. You got Tommy. Lisa. Plans on joining us at some point soon. She was running a little late. And Mark is either on a beach in Florida or has got his head buried in a bucket of crabs or both at the same time. could very well be any of those. So Mark's not joining us. As much as we'd love to watch him eat crab, I think that would be as enjoyable as watching Izzy eat a steak.
3: Yeah. But you know what? There's something perversely interesting about watching Izzy
0: eat a steak. Well, it's just it's because Izzy himself is just perverse.
3: Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, I'm not really sure what it is, but yeah, there's just something perverse
0: about it. I think part of it is with Izzy. You just don't know at any given moment what could happen. He doesn't know.
1: Mm-mm. I can say though, he is
3: drove or driven that bit with the girl
0: into the ground. In, in, in the, like, yeah, I think I think I think Izzy needs a new fake girlfriend. Mhm. we'll mm-hmm. find a new stand up somewhere else, Izzy. This this one this 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 one isn't giving you the time of day anymore.
3: But then today when we're recording it is Valentine's Day. So it's possible to get one of those latex girlfriends.
0: Today's girlfriend for Izzy is this. Exactly. (laughs) Poor guy. Uh, All right. No guests today because, again, Mark we knew was traveling. And actually, no guests next week because I will be out. I'm going to be down in Disneyland doing the family stuff in Disneyland for a week. Joy, joy. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know what you you You'll miss the
3: week after because you're going to have to be recovering from – Donating a kidney,
0: either donating a kidney or becoming coming back with the Disney crud that's got me sicker than a dog, or both.
3: But at least you're not on a you're not on a ship.
0: That's that. Like, yeah, at, at least you know, I'm not on a cruise ship. Right. I can always jump in our rental car and leave. You always have that option, which is good. And and Disneyland won't be five thousand kiss fans. No. Um, so no guests today, but I think we've got an interesting topic, but before we get into that, do you uh, have any comments you want to share,
3: Tommy? Uh, Joey Middleton. Haven't seen Joey in forever. So it's so nice to see him engage. He said, Eric Singer has the most amount of time in the band other than Gene and Paul, which is true and a very good point. Um, high number. It's interesting. There is that. Venice Beach interview with Peter from December 1988, where he is talking about the potential of a full original lineup reunion with makeup. The reunion was obviously something that was talked about even when KISS were in their successful late eighties incarnation.
0: Oh, I, I, I agree. And I think the point I made in, in last week's episode was it's been talked about, but talking, just saying, oh, hey, an inter- uh, a reunion would be cool, I'd, I'd be into it, is not the same as lawyers and booking agents and managers actually looking at numbers and trying to make it happen.
3: Well, yeah, and then also, too, let's face it, the powers that be are pushing the narrative as well. So yeah. Ace and Peter were talking about a reunion a hell of a lot longer than Gene and Paul were.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, during the 80s, Ace and Peter would be all for having a reunion. I mean, let's be honest, for the most part, their careers weren't spectacular during the 80s. Gene and Paul had a, an active band that was touring and selling millions of albums during the 80s. So they weren't desperate for it. Um so uh, yeah, I think I think everybody at some point is always like, oh yeah, a reunion could be possible. I mean, for any band out there, as long as the original guys are still alive, somebody's going to be talking about a reunion. But that just is not the same as, you know, in 88 or 89 did Gene and Paul actually sit down Talk to managers, lawyers, booking agents, and go, okay, what kind of offers can we get? What kind of money can we get? What's out there? That's that's a whole that's taking it to a whole different level than a passing comment in an interview saying, Yeah, I'd be all for it. Right. Oh, absolutely.
3: You know, and uh it's a good point. So yeah, those are the ones I wanted to read today. And that was on what are the differences between interviewing Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley? Episode number, God, what number is this? I don't see it.
0: 514, I
1: think. Um, number
3: 424, I don't know. 514,
0: 14. I think. I okay. think so. Well, there
3: you go. So just go to our, our go to the YouTube channel. You can look up Michael Brandbold Marketing. You can look up Three Sides of the Coin. You'll find it
0: um let's see in in any any kiss news that's out there right now um they haven't announced any more shows yet i'm I'm hoping that'll be
3: happening soon mark said it was supposed to be already by now
0: yeah i'm wondering what what got in the way of of that sort of an announcement of the remaining shows and where the last show is going to be and maybe it's
3: logistics all that yeah. To,
1: yeah.
3: who
0: knows um i'm trying to think is there anything else no i i I'm, I'm not aware of anything that's
3: well one thing is uh peter and ace showing up That
0: oh at the motley, the motley crew motley
3: concert everyone's all freaking out about that I'm like they're both friends with john five
0: yeah. How is was that? They're friend, well, they're friends with John five. They're friends with each other and they both live in the area. So uh, don't read into it. <laughs> it doesn't mean a, doesn't mean a kiss reunion is happening.
3: No, it was probably more like, Oh, Hey Pete.
0: That's really yeah. probably how it went down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, so today I was inspired by, I was watching a bunch of YouTube videos about tech, you know, like the greatest cell phone failures in the last 20 years, the greatest tech failures, the nine greatest failures in this, um,
3: which I always, you start though, speaking of success, congratulations to you on the meta thing. Oh, thank you. That's really cool. Can you tell everyone a little bit about that?
0: Um, Facebook slash Meta, the parent company of Facebook, did a profile on me and my business and put together a nice little one page interview recap of me and what I've done and stuff like that. I've shared it on, on my Facebook and my Twitter and stuff like that. And you can, you can go there if you want to see it. But it was kind of cool. It was kind it was of cool awesome. to get that. A win for you is a win for all of us. Yep.
3: You know, anyways, I didn't mean to derail you. Oh, no, that's okay.
0: So, so you know, I was watching these fail these videos on the greatest failure product failures, you know, products that were supposed to be big, that were supposed to be groundbreaking and died right away, got canceled, failed, you know, never delivered on their promises, whatever it was. And I was like, hmm. KISS has got their share of failures. Mm-hmm. What would we think are some of the greatest failures mm-hmm. in kiss And it could be anything. It could be an album. It could be a single. It could be a video. It could be a tour. It could be a band member. It could be you name it. It could be an interview. It could be an appearance. It could be a, a, a product that they released. Um, But what do we think are some of the greatest failures in history?
3: And that will be the first homework question is whether you agree or disagree with what we talk about today and what you think the failures are. And and, and what
0: yours are. Yeah. Yeah. So um, and we don't need to go in any sort of timeline here. Um, We can jump all over the place. I will start. and say that probably one of the first and still greatest failures, in my opinion, the four solo albums. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about them musically. I mean, I think we've all talked about over the years what we think of them musically. I just think as those four solo albums were promoted and set up. They were set up to be the biggest thing ever, not just in the world of Kiss, but in the music world, four guys in a band, each doing a solo album, each releasing it simultaneously. Nobody had ever done that before. And, you know, they made the big deal. Oh, we're going to, ship a million of each of them four million albums in the first day are going to be sold and i think the failure is it never came close to living up to any of the hype Mm -hmm. that that was made now granted as a as a as a young kid back in 78 when those came out i thought they were the coolest thing under the sun Of of course it was like four new kiss records and there were posters in them and merch forms and sure i was all into the excitement of it but as as a product that lived up to what they were hyped to be i think they were a huge failure
3: right well and uh neil bogart couldn't do anything but oversell everything and it's funny you mentioned this one first because I was uh, scrolling through Facebook, YouTube, I don't know, whatever, over the weekend one evening, and it came across a uh, video about the pressing of the solo albums.
0: Yeah, I saw that.
3: And e- even the hype surrounding
0: that e- particular e- Even the hype in that video piece was so, they were, well, they were like, Four million in the first day, and they're already preparing another four million for two yep. weeks from now. And I'm just like, <laughs> and God oh knows how many more shit. Nobody <laughs> was preparing another four million. <laughs> they were preparing to find a dump that they could bury there four million vinyl albums in.
3: Yeah. They sh- It's like, who was it that said kiss should have a landfill? You know? Yep. Yep. Yeah. And so I agree. When you're a kid, it was like the coolest thing ever especially when you didn't have the money to buy all of them, you had to pick one at a time. And so of course you pick your favorites first and you love them so much. You're like, oh, and it just keeps getting better, better, better. And they just, they overshot it. I mean, it could have been a really cool, successful thing. And I bet you they could have sold. And I think they did about a half a million copies each, which would have been 2 million total sales of record which is probably at the time what they would have sold had they done like a
0: double album. Yeah. Yep. You know? So what, what's, what's the first failure for you? Peter Chris's solo career. You know, I
3: I, I'm, I'm disappointed by that. And again, some of it's the powers that be, and I'm not going to go into who did what or any of that sort of thing. I, I thought that, that um, that first solo album got buried. And I thought it was, there's some good songs on it, but it was poorly produced. And I'm not talking about the 78, I'm talking about Out of Control. And I mean, they barely shipped anything. Now, granted, Kiss was on the slide by that point. So it's not like, um, you know, Unmasked was selling a ton of copies. But I, I always thought that he had a good voice. I, I liked his music. And I was at the club the other day, and on my rotation came the song Tears, which is off of this the, his next solo record. Right. You probably all know that. I love that song. That should have been a top 10 hit, I think, in my opinion. That was really well written. And I just thought, God, if he would have just put a string of songs together like that or similar to that, he probably could have had a decent solo career. You know, and I'm not going to say why he did or didn't and, and what his role in all this was. But to me, that was a failure that shouldn't have been.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I almost look at Peter's solo career as it never, it never existed to begin with.
1: Well, there's never, he tried.
0: He, he, he had, a, he had two albums and, you know, I almost feel like, you know, were, were those albums just gimmies? like, okay, the label's like, yeah, here, yeah, we'll, we'll do a solo album for you just because we've worked with you for a decade here. And, mm-hmm. But, I mean, he never, never made an effort <clears throat> to go out and tour. Never. No. I mean, at least during the 80s, whether you liked Ace's albums or not, he toured his butt off. Mm -hmm. He toured his butt off. I mean, Ace had a touring band. He was out there. He was playing. Peter never, ever toured as Peter Chris during the 80s.
3: No, which is odd to me. To me, that was a failure because it was a lost opportunity, I guess. And I like the songs. So
0: there you go. Yeah. Um, You know, I think uh, another obvious failure to me... Is music from the elder, mm-hmm. and again, not getting into whether the album is good or bad, but as a product, this was, you know, this was hyped and had everything going. Said Bob Ezrin, who had just come off of Pink Floyd The Wall, who was a huge success be- behind Destroyer and Beth. Um, you know, you had, you had, um, the band was even talking about, oh yeah, it's going to be a rock album and it's going to be great and blah, blah, blah. And, and then all of a sudden it was the, all right, this product is going to be designed to prove to the critics how good we are as songwriters and musicians. And it's like, Product failure. You you failed in delivering all of that. You failed in delivering a, a, an incredible rock album. I mean, there were some great songs on there, some good rock songs, yeah. but it didn't live up to that hype. It obviously it didn't live up to Bob Ezrin's hype. No. And, I, and of course, we all know, you know, Bob was not in the best of of shape at that point in time. And I mean, there was a lot of drugs going on and stuff like that, and egos and let's turn this into a concept album and you know as product as product features go everything about the elder was a failure
3: but when you also agree to that one of the huge miscalculations that they they made was that at least from my perspective pink floyd is fm darlings you know, just with literally Dark Side of the Moon alone. And then they were handpicking two or three songs off of each record from Wish You Were Here to Animals that were played in, in pretty heavy rotation on the FM rock stations. Even if KISS would have put out the wall, I think the radio stations would have ignored it.
0: Oh, of, co- of course. I mean, I think So they're in a position to do it. They, 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 you know, again, this is where timeline is important you know, back when, when, when the elder was being recorded, um, Kiss had really hit that wall of the makeup. The makeup was what the general public saw. It's what the music industry saw. You know, we, we know from day one in Kiss's career, they've always battled the, Oh, it's not the music. It's just the makeup. It's just the show. It's just the pyro. It's, you know, it's spitting blood on stage. They can't play, they can't write. And again, we know that's all bullshit because if you actually listen to the songs, you will realize there's a lot of great music in there. Mm -hmm. And, and, and again, you don't have a 50 year career. If you have nothing but crappy songs for 50 years, you don't sell a hundred million albums. Um, because you have pyro on stage. Mm -mm. You have a hundred million albums because you have great music. But I think kiss at the time of the elder really wanted to try and get out of the, it's the makeup stereotype. That's why they wanted to go prove the critics wrong that we could write a great album, great songs, great musicianship, everything, and that would prove the critics wrong that we are a great band. Didn't matter. I mean, the first thing the, the, the critics do is they go, you're still kiss. Ha <laughs> ha. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. You know. So
3: even the critics said they did win over it was at the cost of losing their fans.
0: Losing a significant number of their fans at that point in time. Yeah. I putting mean, it was. Record.
3: Well, putting out that record at that time would be like making a, a war movie and removing all the killing out of it, you know, yeah, all the death has to leave. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna show that the, the troops, you know, storming Normandy Beach, but we don't want to see anyone get shot. Right, kind of what it was. It took all of the substance out of what that was. All the rock, everything was gone, and it turned into this. Even the promo, I've mentioned this before. Even the promos that I heard on the radio for the record. Touted the weakest songs on the record, not the stuff that was actually rock, and that just made it worse. And that just gave yeah. all the critics even more—well, actually, not critics, but people in my school at least—even more freaking fuel to uh, give us a hard time.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I think as as a product goes, the Elder was a a significant failure in not delivering on what was promised.
3: Yeah, I agree. Well, my next one, and this is more of a personal, not that the other ones aren't, but the Crazy Nights Tour, I felt was an abject failure. Because it was the only tour that I can remember of all the times that I've seen them where it wasn't bombastic because Asylum was, then Crazy Nights wasn't, but then Hot in the Shade was. It almost seemed like they stripped it down to the point where there was just nothing there. And they played shorter, shorter sets as well. Yeah, they,
0: they, they, they played for like 75 minutes. Mm -hmm. yeah i mean it was a tour i've said this many times i felt like they just were phoning it in they just something about that tour they just didn't care about anymore Mm -hmm. some you know and and i don't know if we've ever actually really heard from gene and paul or anybody who was in the band or around the band what was going on mentally why i mean it was clear there was clearly a lack of energy emotion, concern, it was like, get in, get this show done and get out of here. We don't give a crap. Was that being driven by the failure of Crazy Nights? Was it being driven by the, the tensions between Gene and Paul? I, I, I don't know. I'd love, to, I'd love to really have somebody reveal, pull, it, pull back the curtain and reveal what was going on. During the Crazy Nights era, truthfully, because I agree with you, it was as a tour goes. It's always right up there as my least favorite tour. The album, I love, I love, I love the album. The absolute, the tour was an absolute snore fest, an absolute snore.
3: And it's not from my point of view. This is not an indictment on the record. I'm purely speaking tour wise. I just think they. I felt like they just didn't care they were just literally at that point where we're done. That's w- almost why Hot in the Shade was so incredible. Because I remember seeing the Crazy Nights Tour, it went a couple times and it didn't get any better. And walking away really disappointed and going, this is just not good anymore. This direction's bad. Then they come out with Hot in the Shade I'm like, okay, well, the songs are are good and the production's not very good, but there's a few songs on there that I really like, so I was like, okay, I'm enthused by this, and then because this is before the internet, we go, the show starts, and they open up with I Stole Your Love, I'll never forget, looking at my buddy going, and then it was one after the other, yep. I'm like, that's at that point in time in 1989 1990 that's what people like myself that I knew that were fans desperately wanted and that goes back to your point earlier that the music is there because they were playing all of these older songs that everybody loved and it turned out to be one of the best tours ever just because of the music it had nothing to do with all the weird shit that they had going on stage and the sphinx and all that kind of thing whatever but man they were so good as a band and they musically and song selection was great it just almost made crazy nights tour look even shittier because of it
0: yeah yeah definitely did definitely did um all right let me think here what's another failure there's obvious album failures i don't want to jump into another one right away
3: Okay. Well, do you want me to give you another?
0: Um, yeah. Why don't you give me another one while I'm thinking here?
3: A fan of the park. And it was a disaster. You know, as far as I'm concerned now, when I was a kid, I'm like, oh, this is cool. But even I was sitting there going, this is kind of dorky, but I still was into it because, Hey, it's Kiss. Why wouldn't you? They're on national TV on a weeknight or weekend, whatever. And this is great. But it, you know, in hindsight, not that that because like even if you look at hard days night or help those have weathered better you know than phantom of the park and it just i don't know it it, it would have been cooler if they would have done something different even if it was just a live concert documentary you know so
0: to me, i don't I, I don't think phantom was a great failure the way i'm looking at this other things here it 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 clearly didn't live up to oh it's star wars meets hard days night um well yeah
3: that's yeah that was asinine to even you know propose that it's like
0: but as as the movie goes i had a fucking blast watching it i have a blast watching it any time afterwards you know i got did it hurt them I'm not sure it hurt them. No, I mean,
3: but you can have a failure and it doesn't necessarily hurt the band.
0: I just, I felt, you know, I think, I respect what you're saying, and I know Mark would agree that, oh yeah, it was a complete and total failure for him. I just, it, it, I, I never saw it and, and felt it as a failure.
3: Right. Well, and probably because it did, well, what it did is it was two-sided. On one side, I think you got even more younger fans involved that fueled the Dynasty tour because you could see by the time they came for Dynasty, the crowd had gotten considerably younger. And then the remaining KISS fans from 74, 75, 76 saw this and they're like, okay, between this and the dolls and the garbage can and all this other stuff, we're gone. So it kind of was like a, I don't know, a reset in a way, that period. And then you throw the solo albums in too, and it's like.
0: I will, here's one that I'm sure is going to be worth some discussion amongst the listeners. I will say it was a failure to put Eric and
1: Vinny in new characters.
0: I don't think that in the end that didn't sustain or help Kiss's career in the long run. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. Vin, Vinny's makeup was never on an album cover and it was only seen on one tour. That was a bomb failure of a tour. Yeah. Um, Eric's makeup was, seen on one album cover two it was on killers although that was an import at the time and creatures Creatures. and as tours go yes he was in australia but australia was a whole different beast they could have put any they could have put anybody in any makeup in australia and it would have been huge at that point in time i think right the prince
3: you also argue though that um Replacing one member with Eric Carr and putting him in the Fox makeup is one thing. But then to lose Ace and have to do it a second time now, half of your band is different. Yeah. Was it was much more of the negative than if it, he- it,
0: it, it was? It was the second time. It was Vinny that really made you look back. It's like, okay, what the fuck is going on here? Are we just throwing people into to yeah. make up and you know at the time you know we it w- we were reading that oh yeah you know paul stanley created the makeup and came up with the character form it's like well, that's not even what kiss was about back then you know the characters were supposed to be an extension of the person the person made it up and now all of a sudden now you just got one guy in the band saying oh you're going to be this it's right. like that's not what kiss was all about back then.
1: True. I think,
0: I think looking back. Um, it would have been as successful. Or you could argue it could have made it more successful if they put him in the original makeup. Now, obviously they couldn't have back then because Jean and Paul didn't have the rights to ACE and Peter's makeup to use that. But I I almost wonder did they even have a consideration of well do we do that and see how we can get the rights to use the makeup to do that or were they just like nope we're coming up with new characters cuz yeah I felt like looking back that was a failure that 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 really didn't do anything as a as a diehard kiss fan was I excited yes but it really did very little to help boost the band's career at that time, nothing was going to help them except taking the makeup off completely.
3: And to your point, that's probably what should have happened when Ace left. They just, all they did was they stopped it by one record.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, in interviews, Paul wanted the makeup off for creatures of the night. Yeah. Gene wasn't ready. Mm -hmm. So they kept it on. And you could almost tell by Paul's costume for the Creatures of the Night, that was basically just everyday stage clothes, other yeah. than he was wearing platform boots. Yeah. But, I mean, he was wearing a cut-off T-shirt. He was wearing yeah. you know, spandex pants. He was wearing metal belts. He had no costume like he used to have in right. the 70s. So you could see that. For Creatures, Paul was all ready to dump that makeup. Yeah. And it was probably just as a compromise to Gene that will keep it for one more album, and then it had to come off.
3: Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I would agree that that that's a failure, and people will argue now whether they should have, and I don't think they would have, even if they would have had the rights, I don't think that, Hindsight's 2020, and I don't know if they could have thought about that back then. Yeah.
0: But, I don't I don't you know, know if they even even gave that a thought as an option. It would be interesting to find out if that was something that was discussed. Um, but yeah, I just I don't and this has nothing to do with liking or not liking Eric or Vinny. This right. is just looking at as a whole. Did creating new makeup help KISS succeed further? Was it a successful venture? And I I would say, no, it wasn't successful at all. I mean, Unmasked was not successful. Elder was not successful. Creatures of the Night was not successful it did nothing. Those new characters didn't do anything to help the band return to their glory. Right. Yeah,
3: I I agree. And and I think that, that it's just one of many mis, missteps that just got amplified because of all the other turmoil that was going on around them, you know, and, and also too, I think they, they thought back in the day, because again, Think about what it was like in 1980 versus what it is even over the last five years or so. Everybody knows everything about everybody now, as far as anyone that is in the limelight or in public consciousness, you know, so they thought, well, maybe we can hide certain things a little bit better, you know, back in the day than we can now. And so maybe some of that played into it. There's just so many things that not only could we discuss why, but we have to look at the timeline and what was literally going on, not only in the music industry, but within the band at that moment. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. You right. got another one?
3: Yeah, I do. Mark St. John. Yeah. Epic failure because he ended up on a record and he ended up on the back cover of Animalize. Now, granted, it's not their fault that he ended up with his problems with his hand, but. I would go one step further that he was an epic failure in the fact that they were, again, trying to put somebody in the band that may or may not have fit properly with his guitar playing and what he did. Because Kiss wasn't a shred band. Yeah. What some of these others were. And, and I've said this before and I'll say it again. It's beyond the makeup piece of it. But when they took the makeup off and they went into the non-makeup era, the sound of the band shifted as the members changed. And I can't help but wonder what would have happened in the non-makeup era if they would have, once Vinnie left, chosen someone different. But then again, it led to Bruce, which worked out because Bruce was a stable, really great musician that was good for the band. I mean, I don't know. There's just.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I will, I will expand on what you just said. Not that the failure was Mark St. John. The failure was kiss Gene and Paul wanting to replace ace with a shredder, Yep. which is what got Vinny in there, which got Vinny replaced by Mark St. John. Then they realized that wasn't who we want. And now we got Bruce Kulick. Yep. What if Ace Fraley had been replaced by Bruce Kulick? Right. Because to me, that failure was, you're 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 not a shredder band. You're never going to be seen as a shredder band. You're never going to be in the league of Randy Rhodes or Eddie Van Halen. Right. So don't um, try. You can still make tr- great music. Don't, don't, don't try. Um, and, you know, just... Be get the guitarist like Bruce Kulick, who was influenced by guitarists you guys were influenced by it, rather than getting somebody who was influenced by Randy Rhodes
3: very well said. Eddie
0: Van Halen mm-hmm. um, and realizing no that's not who we were because you know we we all know this but it, I just listened to the um, Creatures of the Night track that comes off the next off the soundboard from the animalized tour that features mark st john holy crap do they play fast yeah wow and it's just like yeah you know what all through the 80s they were playing fast on everything even even when bruce was was the lead yeah. guitarist thing things were considerably faster than 70s kiss was and, and, those, and you know
3: and those of you that are listening that are musicians, you know how
0: much tempo
3: can change the way the song is delivered.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It just was like, oh, my God, I'm listening to a bull. You know, I'm listening to Creatures of the Night, and it sounds like it's a blender. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, that's not what this is about. Watch yeah. out. You know, so to me, I don't know if the failure is Mark St. John specifically, but I do think it was on my list of, the failure of the early 80s guitarist turnover, because I remember as a fan, just like, holy fuck, when are they going to settle down on a guitar player? Ace is out, Vinny's in, Vinny's out, Mark St. John's in, Mark St. John's out temporarily, and Bruce just filling in on the tour. Now he's permanent member. It's just like, oh, my God, would you shut this revolving door of guitarists in your band, Kiss? hmm Yeah. failure 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 you know again what would kiss have been like when ace was if ace had been replaced by bruce kulik right right i mean it wouldn't have changed the it wouldn't have changed um creatures of the night because ace wasn't on there now granted vinny played on some of them but Vinny was just one of like, what, seven guitarists on Creatures of the Night? Oh, yeah. And And before anybody says anything, yes, Vinny contributed some great songwriting to Creatures and Lick It Up. And maybe Vinny would have continued as just a a songwriter with Kiss while somebody else was the lead guitarist. Yeah. Well,
3: and that's the thing, it's not taking away from. Vinny's ability to write the songs, the songs were still there, but a different guitar player could have made all the difference in the world.
1: Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know. That's kind of what I'm
0: thinking. I will. I think another failure for me was the incredible long period of time over multiple tours that KISS continued to use the Farewell Tour stage. Ooh, To me, that was so basically from Farewell Tour up to Sonic Boom. Sonic Boom was a completely new stage. So from the Farewell Tour up to Sonic Boom, they used the same stage. Sure, they put video screens on the on the amps and they added video, but it was still these same tiered amps, same, yeah. every, everything was the same. And yeah. I can speak for myself and say, that was what was one of the big reasons in 2007, 2008, that I pulled the plug and said, I can't go see these guys anymore. It's like, you're, you, you're, you're, you're not, You're not creative. I remember as a KISS fan growing up, year after year after year, Gene and Paul would always say, we don't compete with any of the other bands out there. We compete with ourselves. We compete with what we did on our last tour. We've got to do better than what we did on our last tour. That's who we compete with. Yeah.
3: And He forgets that people hold him to shit when he says it.
0: Yeah. Well, and and listen the farewell tour stage was fresh and exciting for the farewell tour. I remember when I first saw that in, in Phoenix, I'm like, Oh, this looks fucking cool. Yeah. But then they used it every fucking tour after that, all the way up to Sonic boom. And it was just like, you guys are lazy. You are absolute lazy. You're not competing with yourselves anymore. You're just taking the cheap way out. Yeah. Hey, we don't have to rebuild it. We don't have to build a new stage. Let's save some money. We'll use the stage we've used for the last three years. And I think that was a huge failure.
3: I, that's a real good one. And I agree with that. I would have never thought of that. Um, well, then let's take it one step further to finish this piece. Because I had something else I wanted to mention. The monster tour rig, too. You know, the idea behind the spider was really cool but I felt like they rushed it to production, put it out on the road. It didn't work the way they had said it would or envisioned that it would. And then they just got rid of it. Yeah. And I felt like that had, there was some cool elements to that that they didn't. And I can't speak about hydraulics and, and, and any of that, even if the thing just moved up and down more, which surely you'd think would, they could do with cables, you know, uh, they, they, I thought the concept was cool and they didn't take it to its likely or most relevant conclusion. They just kind of scrapped it.
0: Yeah. You know what? And, and I will expand on that by saying the destroyer tour was the same way. So the, the failures were kiss not, I've always felt kiss never built themed stages and themed stage shows right and by a theme what do i mean well the creatures destroyer. of the night it was a tank that was a theme yeah. destroyer was a theme it had it had visuals that matched the personas of kiss um love gun's not a theme stage it's cool but it wasn't a theme it wasn't the love gun theme right dynasty wasn't a dynasty theme um you know the 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 monster the 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 spider was a theme i thought that was a pretty cool attempt
3: i i just wish they would have stuck with it a little bit longer and tried to work out some of the kinks but it almost felt like it was so rushed that it just i don't know i don't know what happened to
0: it. yeah no no i i i agree i mean i wish i wish they would have given the destroyer stage A chance i agree beyond the few shows that they did with it and then scrapped it it was like visually it's like yeah you've got these little worlds for each character and it matched their character and their theme and it's cool you know that's that's what kiss is all about it's it's these characters it's these themes and they never really they never really did that in concert, in my opinion. You know, again, Destroyer, they did a theme. Creatures was a theme. Um, Lick It Up was a theme, but, you know, here, I, you know I'll hear. That was another There's another failure right there. Reusing everything from Creatures of the Night on Lick It Up. The exact same stage. Yeah. Lame. The tour yeah. book, just putting the that graphic over the tank that now it covers up the 10th anniversary tour. And, you know, it's yeah. like, I, I, I get it. They realize that few people saw creatures of the night. So the Lick It Up was new to them. I totally get it. Oh, yeah. But I, as a fan, I was just like, what the fuck? It's not even a year later and I'm at the Lick It Up tour. And it's the exact same thing that I yeah. just saw you come through town with.
3: Even if they would have added a few elements and changed it a little bit, that's why uh, I thought that, and I, I also think that that because the uh, animalized stage was at least a theme, somewhat of a theme stage because they had the album cover across the floor. Yeah,
0: you the know? album cover across the floor. They yeah. they had yeah. they had the band members coming up behind,
3: and they had the stepping ramp.
0: down, and they and then and they had that. Um, that, that thing that lifted them up into the the lighting rig and yep. then it dropped down and they ran down. The animalized stage was very cool. You know, right. I, I so, think I think asylum. I wasn't a big fan of the asylum stage, but it was completely different. They completely yeah, it was. They completely changed it from the tour before. And I Thumbs would also up argue, that. and I would
3: also argue that there was a little bit of theme there too because they did look at how colorful the clothes were look at how yep. colorful the album color, cover was they went very very colorful with that huge logo again it was different you know yep. whereas uh, crazy nights almost felt like the dynasty stage with a new drum kit in the middle of it
0: yeah you know and and hot in the shade and and revenge had themed stages yes um i'm not sure hot in the stay, hot in the shade stage matched a theme for the album but it was still a very awful it was an off it was an awful album cover it was an awful album in my opinion but it was it was refreshing to see more than just stage elements it's like oh there is a, a a big sphinx head and the the band comes out of the mouth and it collapses and a logo comes up Now, granted the logo that came up sucked but the whole point was it worked and revenge had the same thing. It had, you know, a statue of Liberty that was flipping people off. It was like, they were putting together a state stages that had themes. They not didn't necessarily m- match the theme of the band members. Cause they weren't in makeup anymore. Yeah. Although revenge kind of had, could, could go along with that, that album cover. But yeah, I think, I think, or as much love as Kiss gets for their tours, they've dropped the ball on a lot of them. Mm-hmm.
3: But then also, and then we're nitpicking because that's what we do as fans. And and so lots of times it's like it felt like it was ninety percent there, but it was missing a few elements. That's why, at least for me personally, with the farewell tour, it was a complete or end of the road tour, a completely new look with the pods and the whole nine yards and then yeah. having Sammy, the serpent and all these great aspects and those huge black cats are really cool. So they've done some great things there. I would love to see on these last 50 shows, a change in element, you don't have to get rid of the pods and give all that money invested, but give us some more history there, whatever that might be. Um, but yeah, I'm curious to see what the, what our listeners are going to say about all
0: of this. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'll, I'll throw out, you know, another, to me, big failure was, was Carnival of Souls. Okay. I mean, that was just, that was just an absolute, oh, Lisa's here, just as we're about to finish up. Let's let her join, and she can contribute.
1: Talk about the Harry. Hello, Mrs. Harry.
2: Hello, sorry. I think
1: like we're on OnlyFans.
2: <laughs> My God, let me tell you something. When you, have, it's like, Mom, can you go get this for me, like now? Then I sent traffic. I'm sorry, it was such a panic. Oops, sorry. No, 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 don't no. no, be no. <laughs> don't be sorry about that. Don't be sorry. New computer. Don't you look at this new computer? Look, like camera's a little bit better, right?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. In all gonna, fairness, you're gonna, so. you're, you're gonna Marcus make so much
3: on OnlyFans now. So low. <laughs> that anything you do is going to be great.
0: I'll tell you,
2: I was, this came on, I was supposed to come on Friday. Then it came on Saturday and I was like, Ooh, I can, I load my meeting so fast. Like the computer on quick, I click a meeting link and it's like, poof. none of this like circle in and connect in and all this other bullshit. It's like Whoa. back in the 20, but back in the high technology age now.
0: So do you want to join our discussion that we're just about wrapping up?
2: Yeah. Happy Valentine's Day, first of all.
0: Happy, Happy Valentine's Day. Day.
2: Okay. So what did I miss?
0: Tell me everything. <laughs> um, so, so, so we're talking about... Failures. K- Kisses' biggest failures, whether it's albums, tours, band members, appearances, songs, videos you name it things that were failures and 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 we've we've already mentioned things like the solo albums um, the uh, the the rotating guitars of replacing Ace Fraley with Vinnie Vincent and then Mark St. John and then realizing you're not a shredder band and getting somebody like Bruce Kulick who fits in much better they just got you Bruce
3: know Ace left
0: fam- to- Tommy brought up you know phantom of the phantom of the park is a failure um you know so it's it's things that you know and now we were talking about stages like how they they didn't give stages like the spider stage or the destroyer stage a chance to really succeed they didn't they didn't they didn't really grab on to themed stages that fit the band, the personalities, the characters. They just tried the destroyer stage and was gone. They tried the monster stage with the spider and it was gone. Yeah, you, but know, you know, it,
2: the reason they didn't last as well is when you're looking at that destroyer stage, technology wasn't what it is today. Do you think if they could recreate that destroyer stage now and use
0: well, some of the special effects yeah, that they wanted to use, you know what I mean? I mean, I I think that's that's what we're what we're getting at is like they fail they failed in those cases to give those cool stages a chance to work but then moving forward they 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 never really de- dive deeply into creating great character driven themed stages creatures was a theme it was just a big tank but it was a theme um hot in the shade and revenge were themed stages they didn't necessarily match characters of the band members at the time but they were they were different than you know what i brought up was a failure was using the freaking farewell tour stage for years 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 and years grinding that stage into the ground of being so fucking boring and not creating something new You know, I I always said that KISS always said they only compete with themselves. They only compete with what they did on the last album on the last tour. They don't worry about what other bands are doing. And from the farewell tour to Sonic Boom, they weren't competing with themselves. They were just using the same goddamn stage, saving money. Of course, there's financial reasons for it. But as a fan, it's like, okay, how many tours do I have to see the same goddamn, yeah, you know, st- racked fake amps that aren't used that nobody runs up and stands in front of them anyway? Get to something new here.
2: What was the, the tour? Was it an asylum with just the giant KISS logo? Yeah. Yeah. I, I have to say... I thought I love the Giants Kiss logo, but I don't like think it like added anything to the. You know what I mean? Like well, it, it's, it it's a,
0: to, it, Tommy. Tommy brought up that the Asylum album was all about bright colors, the costumes, yeah. the album cover. So the stage was very bright, lots of colors, and and you know that giant Kiss logo was filled with lights of various colors. So it it. I, would, it, would I call it a pure theme? No, but it was a completely different stage than the Animalize tour, which was previous, and the Crazy Nights tour, which followed. And Crazy Nights tour, by the way, we both agreed was was another failure because it was a snorefest tour of the band, not caring. They just phoned it in on that that tour. Yeah, but, it, but I, think,
2: I think Creatures is kind of where. I mean, not Creatures, Crazy Nights is like where Bruce kind of found himself, you know, because if you go back and look at the Asylum tour, I think he just didn't know what to do yet. And then the Crazy Nights tour, I felt that he was a little bit more like Bruce. you know. That?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the Crazy Nights album and tour, he, he was finally getting comfortable with yeah. the band and who he right. was and where he could be on stage and what he could do without getting in trouble, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I think the Crazy Nights album, he was the first album where he really was like, okay, Bruce Kulik's the lead guitarist here. It's really right. shining on his own.
3: Right. Yeah, yep. But that didn't take away from the tour being boring. Boring. Then, so right before you joined, Michael brought up Carnival of Souls. And that's what we were discussing when you joined.
0: Carnival, Carnival of Souls as an album was just a huge huge failure i mean well, i mean it's it's like it, it it did nothing it you know if you remove that from the band's career nothing changes their career it doesn't change their career one bit if carnival of souls never existed
2: the only thing i liked about carnival of souls was that you know that the time I, I felt that that was the album that bruce had his solo. Um, his solo song yeah yeah and, you know and and I liked that solo song. I thought it was great. I just wish that it wasn't per se on that album because it was so overshadowed and it was like it like it was like thrown out there, mm-hmm. you know, and I had I had a, the the album on cassette tape, like an old bootleg way before it even came out.
3: oh yeah, it was I very well circulated
2: way, way. I remember in the summertime when I got it, it was summertime. Um, but I I felt that it was like, they had it, obviously they had to throw it out because the, I think they owed that to the record company. Right. They had to get that one more album out there. I don't,
0: I don't know. know. Could, could, could be, but
2: I think they had an obligation to get that out, but it was such, it was, it was such bad timing. Um, you know, not heavily promoted. They, they, I feel like they just fulfilled an obligation.
0: And yeah. It, and, 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 and on top of it, it le- you know, and I'm only speaking for myself because I know there's a lot of people who love it. Musically, it, it wasn't it wasn't even a Kiss album. Yeah, you know, it was it was it was Alice in Chains. Yeah, like, you know, that's what they want. That's what they they literally were trying to record an album for Alice in Chains, and it's like it's not a Kiss album. So who give you know who? I don't give a shit. Oh. I just could care less about any of that. Are they? great deep meaningful lyrics yes I'm yeah. not taken away from that i'm not taken away from bruce's ability to to make that album his i'm just saying for a kiss that was a failure that was a complete and total failure of a project it did it did nothing they couldn't tour in support of it nobody gives a crap about that album it was very divisive amongst the fans based on the sound of it um so i think
2: that they I mean when you're around for 50 years and in 50 years music changes you know you have your disco you have you have your you know in the 80s you had your hair metal you know your bon jovis and thing and then you go into the grunge a band for longevity i think they try to fit into that niche at some of those points, you know what I mean? Like when you go through and you see like, there's the disco song because it was a disco time. And then you fit in with the, um, you know, with that, with like your asylum and your crazy nights, more of that pop, more of that, and also um, asylum are animalized with heavens on fire. Now you have the visual piece coming in with MTV. It, I mean, it's hard not to try to conform to those, you know, to those, um, to those waves,
0: to those trends. But, oh, yeah. I mean, but K- you Kiss, could argue, al- though. Kiss, Kiss has always been one to jump on trends. Right.
3: right. But you could also argue, though, look at ACDC and Metallica and, and some of those other bands that stayed true to what they did. Now, granted, there's people who don't like certain Metallica records like St. Anger, whichever ones that some people have. Lulu. Comment. Huh? Lulu. The I Metallica like
0: album, Lulu.
3: Oh, my God. I don't know about it.
0: I you not know,
3: know. I'm not a Metallica fan, but my point is, is for the most part, they may have changed because they're trying to do something different. But they haven't never. I at least I never felt like they they shifted direction. But well, then again, I could be wrong. I'm not a Metallica person. So if
2: you look at, if, I mean, I'm not a Metallica fan either. However, if you look at like uh, Master of Puppets, Master of Puppets, I thought was really raw. And then you look at Injustice for All. I think it's so polished.
0: I, I think I mean it's the same, but it's. Yeah, it, I, I, I get I get what you're saying there, but it it wasn't like Metallica went from Metallica to 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 Bon Jovi. They did right. a disco song, you know. They, yeah, they didn't do a disco song. They didn't try and do uh, "You Give Love a Bad Name" so they could jump on the hair band wagon, you know. And, and and I think and again hind, hindsight is twenty twenty here, but you know. Did any band out of the 80s that tried to ride the grunge wave by becoming somewhat grungy, whether it was putting on combat boots and flannels or or making your songs less polished, did any band, Warrant, Slaughter, Def Leppard, anybody, Kiss, succeed succeed by really making it and changing? I don't think so.
2: I think they got a little poppy, like, like, um, in, uh, like a Metallica one. That was a very like visual song, and yeah. it, you know, and it was very thought out and visual and the whole video for it. Um, ac in the eighties they did um like Heatseeker, which I thought was very poppy. So I think that they these like heavy heavy bands turned a tad bit poppy,
3: but. Yeah, but they didn't go from Kiss Alive to Unmasked.
1: True. Yeah,
2: you're right.
3: True. You know, they, so they, yeah, they, 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 every band's going to change. Because, like, look at Cheap Trick. When they put the doctor out, that was,
2: yeah.
3: you know, keyboard-y and and But it still was Cheap Trick. But we could argue that all day long, and yeah. everyone's going to have a, a different view of, of all of that. But, you know, I, I don't know. It, the, the whole trend-chasing piece was always an issue for me.
2: I think that was maybe that was one. If you want to call it a failure, maybe that was their Kiss's biggest failure. Was
0: was tracing, falling into turns. the trend
2: trap. Falling it, into it, the
0: trend. Yeah, it, it, it could be. I mean, you know, the, the making that argument would then mean, well, we wouldn't have Dynasty. And a lot of people love right. Dynasty. We wouldn't have Crazy Nights. And I think Crazy Nights is, you know, almost a perfect Kiss album. Michael. But but here again, I keep going back to at least on Crazy Nights and Dynasty even though they may not be traditional heavy kiss, they still had the kiss vibe to them. They had what kiss was about. Kiss was a good time party, enjoy your life. Screw the man type of band. And, and that's what got me when it came to carnival souls is like, after decades of growing up and listening to kiss, I can't imagine these guys in Kiss being sad and depressed. Yeah. I, I, just, I can't see them as a sad and depressed and I'm angry at the world band. Yep. How can yes. you be angry at the world? You live in Beverly Hills and you're worth $100 million. You are not angry at the world. This is not real.
2: Yeah. It was a dark album. I
0: thought. Yes. It, it yes. was a dark album, but it was a dark album that wasn't, legit meaning i would believe the bands coming out of seattle when the grunge era exploded were truly in a different state of mind they were they were they were trying to survive they were trying to break through they were trying you know that that was their life they were mad they were they were mad at the record labels and the bands of the 80s who were just out there having a good time when they were up in seattle Struggling to survive. Yeah. How, so really, can, how can grunge
3: is like the start of Antifa?
0: Yeah, it's Antifa to in in music. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, let let's be honest. How could Warrant, Slaughter, Def Leppard, Kiss, any band that tried to jump into the grunge grunge pool after all the success they had? How could anybody legitimately go? Oh yeah, you guys are really sore and you know miserable and right you know downtrodden yeah you know you only sold four million albums three years ago sucks you toured the world sold out shows you know and now and now we're supposed to believe you're a miserable depressed band right that's what i couldn't wrap my head around i agree fair lisa Um, any any failures you want to bring up
2: Well, I mentioned the the grunge piece of it or the uh, not the grunge thing, the um
3: falling into what? Chasing trends.
2: Yes, chasing trends. Um and I think they and um as much as and you talked about the movie, as much as Kiss tried to get into the, you know, film industry, I don't even I I personally liked um um Kiss meets the Phantom of the Park. But also Detroit Rock City. I liked it, but I don't know if it... it, it, it I think it's become a cult classic, like Phantom of the Park. So yeah. I don't know if they, if they ever found their way in terms of breaking into the film industry.
1: So I was... Too.
2: Yeah, I, I yeah, I mean, again, I think that they tried again after, after Kiss Me the Phantom of the Park but, again, I, I don't know if that's maybe the avenue that they need to kind of go down.
0: that it's, inter- it's interesting that Kiss Meets the Phantom and Detroit Rock City both started out as serious movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And both ended up finding their spot in history as cult classics.
2: Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Intentions were good.
0: Intentions were good. They failed at what the intention was, but they fell ass backwards into success as they became cult classics that live on now because of that.
2: And again, I watch it. I, I, think, I think they're great, but when you, if you take a step back and figure out what they were trying to do, it did, I don't think it panned out the way that they expected
0: Yeah, to. I mean, I, I, I agree. I, I, would, I would go out and say that the movie Detroit Rock City was a kiss failure and, and not because it literally failed at the box office, but just because it didn't live up to what it was supposed to be as a movie. It was supposed exactly. to be a real coming of age movie that everybody was going to enjoy. And I think what they learned was eh, most people don't enjoy and live in the world of kiss they they'll, they'll go to a kiss concert every year or two but they don't live in the world of kiss and i think it proved just how small the kiss army diehard fan base really is right
2: yeah. and i mean yeah. I me and i mean what i think that they tried to do with the trip rock city is almost kind of make it like a dazed and confused kind of a movie which even now Days and Confused is still a cult classic. Again, I'm not dissing the movie. I'm just saying like No, the-
0: I enjoy the movie. I love the movie. It's so much fun. Yeah, but for what they did, it was a it failed right. at what they were doing. And again, the, the whole the whole premise that I was telling Tommy and the listeners when we started was I was watching a bunch of YouTube videos on like the greatest cell phone failures, the greatest technology product failures in the last 30 years, 20 years, whatever it might be where, you know, somebody says I got this great product idea. It makes complete sense. It's got blah, 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 blah. You know, Hey, Microsoft Zune, you know, that's a failure. Did it destroy Microsoft as a company? Not at all, but the Zune player didn't live up to anything. You know, the windows phone, the, the Amazon phone, which was, pulled and killed weeks after it was first announced you know you look back at all those things and you go wow oh, i remember all the hype about this it was going to be the greatest new thing and then a month later it's crickets and it but, didn't live up to it
2: without those failures there can't be successes
0: no exactly i'm well yeah. if unless you you got to be smart enough To look at the failure, not be afraid of the failure, and go, okay, what didn't work? And what was the – was it just timing? You know, people also are like, hey, you know, Apple, Apple's Newton. The very first attempt at doing basically an iPad, complete failure. Why was it a failure? Maybe because timing wasn't right, basically. It it, it came out – technology, the idea was there. Technology wasn't ready to deliver what you wanted to promise, and society wasn't there going. I need that product yet. Right.
2: Timing is everything, and and if it it, 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 same thing with timing is everything goes exactly back to Carnival Souls. Timing is everything,
0: you know. Well, I, I I think Carnival Souls was the music that came out of it. I mean if they if Carnival of Souls had in my opinion been much closer to Revenge, I would have loved it. But That's it was I- it was such a far departure from mm-hmm. what was just preceding it that it was just like yeah. what the fuck is going yeah. on here? Because even- it it, was, it wasn't a gradual change, it was an overnight A to Z change.
2: Well, even even um even revenge was a little bit of a, like a, a, not a culture shock, but what, as you know, what was what it came after, was I mean, it was still kiss music, but it was a little bit of a like whoa,
0: you know. Um, yeah, but but you're 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 right, and but I think my feeling with revenge was the same feeling I had with Creatures of the Night. Oh my God, these guys proved. They're back, they can still write classic kiss material that that pumps a fist in the air and makes you play air guitar and bang your head and sing along and it had everything going for it. I think it, it just was, happened at the it happened at the wrong time, just I like Creatures of the Night happened at the wrong
2: their time. Their rebirth album. Because it yeah. came off of it came off Pot of in the Shade where you had your Read My Body and you know all of that. But it was like a rebirth. You know, it was it
0: was it was the band is back. Gene was back, the band looked the band looked like a band, they looked great, they sounded great. Everything about that was kiss. And yep. and, and it was a refreshing kiss because as the eighties moved on, their albums were getting all over the place during the eighties because you know, Paul was steering the ship along. Yeah. Revenge, as we know, Gene's back. He's back in full. He's committed to the band. You can see why that's important to have in mm-hmm. KISS.
3: Yeah. Um, KISS my ass, I thought, was a massive failure. Wow. Yep. What a pile of shit.
0: You Listen know? to it once and done. <laughs> yeah.
3: Tell us about Sorry. <laughs> well, yeah, but it was really frustrating because no, it was something I, I was actually really looking forward to. And it's just like, why couldn't they have done it like the way they did Art of McCartney? You know? No, you got up all these second rate bands that no one gives a shit about. Um, but I
0: think I think the problem there is as we've talked about the first rate artists don't want to do Kiss. a KISS. What the right. fuck do I does Madonna really want to do a cover of Kiss? Please, I, not Madonna.
3: I I get it, but there yeah. had to be other rock bands that were better than what ended up, like the Gin Blossoms, really?
2: I think I think Bob's album, Spin the yeah. Bob" whatever it was called, I think that one was a better
3: one. Yeah, I just thought it was an epic failure. That's all.
0: That's no, I, I, I agree. I was going to throw that out there, kiss my ass. And then, then the whole thing with the, you failed. can't use
3: Ace's makeup on the
0: cover. It, it's just like, you know, you yeah. could get
3: another one you could get rid of and no one would know.
0: Yeah, no, you're right. You could you could remove that album from the Kiss catalog and nothing changes. I forgot
2: mm-hmm. all about that. That's obviously how much
0: my... And 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 frankly here, just so we all know, Kiss My Ass finally got added to like Spotify and Apple music in the last week or so. Really? It hadn't been there for years. Wow. Okay that's how much that's how much we've missed it we didn't even know it was gone that's my
2: point completely forgot about it
0: yeah it, again it's one of those things where remove that item from Kiss's history and does it change anything not in the slightest carnival souls wouldn't change anything kiss my ass wouldn't change anything those were just fillers
2: now, let me ask you this. I'm going to ask, because I was also thinking of Kiss My Ass, the video. Which, which of the, of the um, I don't know, videographies, I don't know what, how you call them, I guess. Um, you know, the, the, I guess it is. A the, home, the home videos? Which one of those do you think was their biggest failure? See, good
0: question. the crazy nights home video. Well, that was just a bunch of songs in a video. Yeah. But <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, I, so I, I don't, is. I don't have, I don't have issues with, you know, um, any of the home videos they did make because they were refreshing products to, a a, a kiss army that was starved for history and kiss finally released it. Um,
2: how excited were you when
0: exposed came out?
2: I loved it i thought I that it was better i mean animal Eyes was just to me was just like a concert but i loved i mean i love seeing bruce up there and eric i thought that was a really good one but to see exposed and to like see them like talking and telling stories oh no
0: i mean that that was seeing classic old videos and yeah. sharing showing old memorabilia i i i couldn't complain about any of it. Now, yeah, you know, looking back at it now, yeah. The writing and the dialogue is very oh, hokey, hokey eighties dialogue. I don't I don't care. I mean, Animalize Live Uncensored was what to me was my my proof to all of my other friends that KISS is legitimate, Kiss is real. They had an MTV concert, they kicked fucking ass. That was a great live concert. Everything the, the, and again, I only throw out the Crazy Nights home video because, to your point, it, it literally was just what three or four music videos put on yeah. a cassette video cassette and released. Pull but, that out of there, pull that out of their history, and does anybody miss it? Not in the slightest. But at the time, at the
2: time, when there was no YouTube,
0: yes, you, you got a point. That was the only way you could watch those videos on demand.
2: And some of them, I mean, if you, I mean, not that reason to live, my God, all you do is turn on MTV. I, I'm not a big fan of that song nor that video. I think, I think for the purpose, because it was overplayed all the time. I mean, it was like, Oh my God, reason to live again, not saying it's a bad song. I'm just saying the overplay of it, but you know, for you to have a video of those three songs in a little compilation, that's like fantastic back in the day, you know,
0: no, you can just Google it. Um, I will. Here, here's here's a here's a failure I'll throw out. 3D. Oh, uh, oh 3D too. as the 3D as used on the Psycho Circus tour. 3D yeah. as used on the Psycho Circus music video. You're right. What the fuck? That was a that's 3D. A, that's good yeah i didn't even think about that the 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 music the music video is probably one of if not the worst music videos kiss has ever done because it was all filmed to take advantage of stupid 3d glasses all you needed was you know it's just like
2: but like the movies you get like you don't remember that
0: yeah, you'd go get those red and blue glasses at 7 Eleven to go watch some stupid movie at the theater because it was in 3D. Yeah,
2: but you also had, um, like, when you got the glasses, they had, it was Smell Vision and they gave you, like, yeah. a card. That's the stupidest ass thing I've ever heard. But
0: anyway. Yeah, I, you know, but, but yeah, let's, let's see. I'm going to a live concert, which in itself is already in 3D because yeah, right, it's they're... live. I'm there. So now you're going to make, me put and you're and you're gonna stop the show and have something go put on your glasses and now what now now paul's gonna sit there and take his guitar and go like this and you're gonna
2: go ooh, scary you watch watch (laughs) the stupid like video screen
0: yeah let's put it this way the whole psycho circus concept in concert was a complete failure
2: well I, that's the only show I missed the only concert I missed in Pittsburgh for reasons I don't even want to get into but maybe that's probably better off than I,
0: <laughs> I mean I, I I love the set I love the sh- that that part of it but the remember they talked about how oh we're gonna have roving performers in the audience doing fire breathing and stilt walkers and there's gonna be all these circus performers in the arena and okay first night at Dodger Stadium, they did have somebody in the infield doing circus stunts. That ended there. It never went on the road after that. The stage didn't look like a circus. No. The staging didn't look like a circus, and the 3D effect was terrible. And I've, I've always said it, when, when Motley Crue came out with the Carnival of Sins tour, that is what KISS should have done for Psycho Circus where Motley Crue's entire stage was inside a giant circus tent in That's the true. arena and it had trapeze artists up there. And, you know, it, 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 it had a circus theme to it. Kiss didn't do that. I mean, even, even the Wasp tour that just ended was more of a Psycho Circus That's theme true. than yeah. Kiss's Psycho Circus was. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, I, I you know I and it, it seems like a lot of the failures are somewhat tour related. I mean, I think it was just before you got here. I'm like, as much as Kiss gets praised for you know all this pyro and great stage shows, there's a lot of missing the boat and failures and kind of Mine lame. And for us Kiss fans, the so- average person who doesn't live and breathe this. Every day of the week, it was great. But I, I'm I'm sitting here going, yeah. Also, you Also, know,
2: when you do this for 50 years, there's going to be some, you know, mishaps and failures and. Oh, of course. The, the moments, you're you gonna, know, you're, you're
0: you're you're gonna you're gonna miss the boat here and there. But I felt like know? they 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 did more than their share of that, and <laughs> missed and it
2: a little too much.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, because. I don't know, not trying, not caring, wanting to cut costs. I mean, and all of those are, you know, cutting costs. That's a legitimate reason, but you know, it just, it it feels like there's been too many things where the stage, you know, kiss concerts for the most part are just a big stage, a lot of pyro and four guys on stage okay that that that's exciting. end of the road tour is exciting, but your kiss, you're a visual over the top band. Couldn't you create more? Couldn't you do more? I don't yeah. know I, you know the same the same gags. oh hey, Paul's flying out to the audience. first time that was pretty fucking cool. twenty years later.
2: No, you're
0: right. No, okay. you're right. Yep. Here we go. Paul's doing it again. Here we go. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, lo- 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 so lo- lo- love them or hate them, Motley Crue seem to always up themselves from tour to tour. They didn't this
3: time, this past time.
1: Yeah.
3: You know, they didn't. There's no pyro, there's no nothing. And I'm just like, what the hell? But yeah. in, in all fairness to Kiss, there's a hell of a lot of people that are showing up at these shows that have never seen them before.
0: True. Again. This this is coming yeah, from nitpicking because we're we're fans. coming from nitpicky diehards who've been there for fifty years. We you know and and we're not the ones filling up the arenas. It's the average. It's the average. Hey, it's Kiss. Let's go have a let's go see a lot of pyro and lights and explosions. Cool. Okay, and that's
3: exactly what it is. That's we're gonna that's, that's what it is.
0: Yep. yep. Yeah. I mean, you know, I could sit here and I could. I'll watch a video about how the Amazon fire cell phone was a complete failure, but yet I'm an Apple person. I would have never bought it to begin with. I mean, the failure didn't mean squat to me and I still use other Amazon products. So yeah, I mean, yeah, we're really being nitpicky here, but that's what you get from a show of diehard kiss fans. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. Any other failures you guys want to bring up? Products, videos, band members, songs?
3: We know the, those are, those are the main ones for me more than anything else. You know, I mean, if we
2: went down a product, we would go down a huge rabbit hole at
3: that. Point. Right. Cause then we could start in on the whole Dubai debauchery. And yeah,
2: that, could, that's a whole show in
3: itself. Yeah. And then we could start talking about, you know, how it they didn't finish filling orders for the KISS Army. I mean, it, it's endless with those types of things. And, and to me, those aren't, I don't want to say not significant, because I know people have, have shelled out cash for the Dubai thing, but just individual products and things over the years for me isn't as, as big of a deal as some of the other fo- things we've focused on today.
1: Any tours that didn't live up to the hype?
3: we pretty much covered them i think didn't we you know that's cool. another homework question what did we miss guys what didn't we talk about today that we should have brought up in your opinion
2: yeah that's a good question what 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 other failures did could you think of that we did not talk
3: about right mm-hmm. and this isn't bag on kiss day we just thought it'd be interesting to talk about you know some of the missteps over the years
2: so i'm sure some I mean, people mad because we talk poorly
0: Oh, before you got here, I I I brought up a failure of uh putting Eric and Vinny in their own characters and costumes as a failure. Yeah, that's going to start that's going to start a shitstorm. Oh boy, you love
2: to stir that shit pot, don't you, Michael?
0: Well, as I, like I said, it it, it 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 has nothing to do with liking or not liking them or their contributions or their skills. It's just I don't think it did anything to really help and and save Kiss's career by putting those guys in their own makeup. I agree. It, it, yeah, you know, I'll, for you, Lisa, it's like, you know, Vinny was not on any album cover in makeup. And he was only on one tour in makeup and a tour that few people saw, including most Kiss fans.
2: I think the intention was good.
0: Yes, I, the, the intention think... was good. The yeah. it, it just didn't work out. It didn't work out in kickstarting someone... Kiss's career. Yeah. yeah. Intention was good, execution, failure. Yeah. Well, the execution, they executed it fine. The end result was nobody cared. End result, yeah. You you created a you created a great looking product. Nobody bought it. That's you know, it. Love, nobody I... bought it. It did nothing, it did nothing to save Kiss's career when you compare it to what happened when you had these two guys take their makeup off Mm -hmm. and then what happened to kiss? Oh my God. It was a whole different, whole different world for kiss. Once the makeup was completely gone.
3: But I also try to live my life with a 70, 30, that if 75, if 70% of the time I make the right decision, I can live with the 30% that I don't. You can always correct course and change as you go. So, I mean, we're all, none of us are immune to these types of failures. And I think it's it's fun to talk about because it's always the what if, what if they didn't do the solo albums, they would have done a double album. What if they didn't record the elder and they did a rock album to your point? What if that's the fun part of the whole thing rather than just dragging it through the mud. But like I well, said, I think it was a very valid point you made about what if they wouldn't have done new characters.
2: And it, even in our own lives, we make, you know, if we, you know, some failure decisions, you know. Yeah. So it's it's not like we're picking on, KISS or whoever. I mean, maybe no.
0: everybody... there's still going to be. Well, I mean, I fact. mean, even as Gene loves to say, you know, the best the best baseball players get up to the plate and only hit, you know, three out of ten pitches. Yep,
3: that's true. I mean, that's, you know, that's so, a very fair point to make. So
0: in the yeah, scheme I of mean, things,
3: after 50 years, they've got a damn good record.
0: Well, well no, I was just going to say that. The fact that they are here 50 years later, as big, if not bigger, than they've ever been in their career, says to me, they've made more right decisions than they've made wrong decisions. Well, Exactly, and,
2: exactly. yep.
3: Well, gonna... and even, too, you can go as far as to say that some of those decisions that were made were beyond their control because Ace leaves. Okay. Now what do we do? You're forced into making the decision that you maybe weren't prepared to make. It's going to be a 50, 50 at best, you know, especially because he was such a loved member of the band. It was a really hard pill for a lot of people to swallow, you know, him leaving, but that was his choice. So we got to keep moving.
0: Yeah, I mean, at at the end of the day, we can second-guess everything, and KISS fans love to do that, like we're experts. Right. But it's not our band, it's not our business, and they're still here, and whether you agree or not, they're still very successful. Very much so. With everything that's going on in the last 50 years, they're still incredibly successful. More successful than the vast majority of bands will ever, ever be. So mm-hmm. they and and someone might say, "Ah, oh, yeah, it's just all luck." No, you don't get lucky fifty years in a row. Yeah. yeah, there's luck every once in a while when you made the right decision at the right time or whatever. Um, but there's a lot of experience behind these guys whether you like them or not there's a lot of experience they know what they're doing and they have survived when many others failed years ago
1: Mm -hmm. yeah it's true
2: so some of those other bands did
0: not learn by their failures they either don't learn by their failures or they just aren't good enough to have time on their side yep. to ride out the failure and write themselves. I mean, you know, if the elder had happened in 1975 versus when it did, it's quite possible. Kiss would have never survived. Right. So early in the career that that might've torpedoed the band. But the fact that it happened basically 10 years into the band's career after being huge superstars, as big of a fuck up as the elder was, they were able to ride it out. They had time on their side to to ride it out and and make good on it. Yeah, it's true.
2: Yep. And rebound.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's. You, you, you see a lot, to me, what I see a lot of, when KISS was jumping on trends, it wasn't so much in my mind of them wanting to completely change to be that trend. It was them figuring out, how do we buy time? How do we keep ourselves alive for the next 12 to 24 months, buying time while things continue to change and well, and, and that's forward. a great
3: point that you just made, because maybe that's also a piece of the decision-making process that we've never discussed before that does add up to the choices that they
0: made. Oh, I I, I listen, you know, I firmly believe that the KISS convention tour, we all love it. It was a oh. great time. That was buying time. That was oh. them like... What can we do for the next 12 months? Because we can't go out and tour. We're not going to play arenas. Nobody's going to book us for arenas. We can't afford this. What can we do? Mm-hmm. Hey, let's, let's, let's borrow this KISS convention idea and let's create our own. And boom, successful. Yeah. And yeah, you know, was Carnival of Souls, an attempt to buy time. While the reunion was being put together, or was it an attempt to buy time in hoping that the music industry was going to cycle back to something else? You know, Dynasty could be looked at the same way. Crazy Nights could be looked at the same way. We, You know, they do all these things to how to stay, how to stay an active business when, listen, we just came through a pandemic every business had to do this for two and a half, three years, or Mm -hmm. you go out of business. How do we take our, how do we take our business and pivot so we can just survive for the next 12 to 24 months until things change again. And then we can come back out. You've got to be able to do that in any single business.
3: Yeah. There were some people uh, when the market crashed in 2009 that went into being foreclosure listing agents, and they never recovered from it because they were forever known as the foreclosure people. Then, from that point forward, so yeah, your 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 choices have consequences. And luckily, they were able to, like you said, survive and move on and, and regenerate.
0: Yeah, they survived. They adapt. They adapted, and they survived, and they moved on.
3: So really, some they were say- some great contestants on Survivor. I'll oh, play Outlast, Overcome.
0: There you go. Yeah. I think Gene, Gene would probably rather sit back and tell people what to do on Survivor than do it himself. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs>
3: yeah. I think you uh,
0: should go out and uh, fish. I think, I think you should go out and catch some fish. Bring it Get back. I'll I'll eat it. Yeah. But only if you prepare it the right
3: way, because I'm Gene yeah. Love kiss. But
0: Yeah, I mean, I think... To Kiss some extent, mind. that that's 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 one of Kiss's strength is the ability to adapt. Yeah. When things are when when you know things in the music business, which always change from year to year, when they change on you and you're not part of that change, you've got to figure out a way to adapt, or you die.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kudos to anybody
3: that's made it that long. Regardless yeah. Of who it is, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, we, we, you can joke all you want that Firehouse and Warrant are still touring out there. It's like, yeah, but they're still touring.
3: Oh, I was at Firehouse Saturday night, and there was a ton of people there, and there were some hardcore Firehouse fans really into it. And I was.
2: One of the most underrated uh, Firehouse albums is 02. Did you ever hear that one?
0: Mm hmm.
2: It's great yeah. i think that's a
0: great album i oh, love wait, firehouse it's... i love Firehouse. Yeah. Their, de- their debut album i think is spectacular as a, as a as a hard rock album it just came out a little too close too to the grunge era that it didn't didn't get its dues but again any of these bands that could figure out how to adapt and survive and not end up asking do you want fries with that Deserve all the respect in the world.
3: I agree, and they, like I said, they they had a ton of people there. It was them and Bullet Boys. My only issue with Firehouse is,
0: God, last five years or so, I can't get away from them. They're
3: everywhere. you don't have
0: that
2: down here. You guys are lucky up there.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're lucky because they they never come out to California.
3: They're here every (laughs) single year, and I've seen them at festivals. They're always playing, which isn't a bad thing. They're a working band, which is awesome. I just would like to see Tom Kiefer that much or cheap trick, you know, but I digress. One other thing I'd like to mention before we go is I was talking to Bruce a week or so ago and he's having some problems with his social media. There are a lot of fake accounts popping up. Yeah. So if you are a follower or you want to be a follower of Bruce or Bruce and Lisa, his lovely wife, make sure that it has the little blue check next to his name uh so that you guys don't end up following someone that's just nothing more than a fake account because we don't want to see anyone get taken advantage of so i think it's a fair point also to make sure that you are aware of any artist or celebrity or actor or whatever that you follow do your due diligence and make sure you're actually following the real person
0: but let's be clear here people you are never, and this isn't just KISS members, this is any band members, this is any movie stars, this is anybody, you're never going to get a private message from a celebrity saying, hey, this is my private account just for you, my best fans. Right? Why don't you let me know where you live yeah, and come follow, yeah. sorry, that's, that's 100% fake, not legit, it's a scam, report it right yeah. away. None of these people are jumping on private messenger and sending and, and engaging and starting a conversation. Mm-hmm. Hi, hi Lisa Martini. This is Bruce Kulik. I hear you're one of my biggest fans. Could we chat? No, yeah. I'm sorry. That's not that it doesn't happen that way. Yeah. Never happens that way.
3: Didn't we hear from a guy who thought he was buying a bunch of stuff from Paul Stanley and doc. And he was convinced he was talking with Paul Stanley, buying things from him and like we're like no man that's not they not they wouldn't do that you yeah. know you can go to you know kiss live auctions and they've had autograph sessions and done things like that in fact it'll be over by the time you see this but tonight bruce is doing um bruce He's and lisa, lisa.
1: Yeah.
3: are doing a uh an auction on kiss live auctions which is on it's a facebook group it's a private group you can you can um Join if you want, and they have auctions going every single day, and they sell merchandise. So if you're it's looking fun, for, even if you don't
2: buy anything, it's
3: fun. Yeah, you can just hang out and be a part of the conversation. There's a lot of people who um, are regulars on that site that they buy things maybe once in a great while, but they're there just because they love to be a part of all of it. It's a great, yeah. wonderful community. We should have Peter Corey on sometime to talk to him. Oh God, just you know, I wanted to make sure if you weren't aware of that that. Be careful, whether it be Bruce or Paul or Gene or whomever, that you're following the right person. That's actually who you think you're following.
0: Yeah. You're never going to get a private message out of the blue from these people. No. And they're never going to ask you for your phone number. They're never going to ask you for your email address. They're never going to ask you for money. Right. So if somebody does, it is not real. And I don't care how much they try and tell you they're real. They're not real.
3: There's always going to be a buffer. So like when Paul signed all of those records, Kenny Begley, who is one of the um, people on that site we're talking about, he has auctions and they auctioned off uh, a lot of memorabilia that Paul had signed and Keith LaRue was involved in it. So, you know, it was legit and it came directly from Paul, but Paul wasn't on there. Writing emails to everybody any more than Bruce right. does. Bruce will answer questions through Peter, or there's always an intermediary. The yeah. there's always a
1: moderator.
3: Always. Yep. There you go. All right.
0: So I, I think, uh, I think the obvious homework this week is: What do you think of our list of kiss fails? And what are some fails that you think we missed? And there's no right or wrong answers to this stuff. So let us right. know what, what you think uh, some, some of the bigger KISS fails are over the years.
3: Yeah, we're curious to hear what you have to say. You know, and I, I just think that, um, you know, there's so many things that we missed that we didn't even think about.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, we could get in, again, we could get into, Products get into music videos. We could get into songs. You know, you know. Is there one song off one album where you're like, "What a you know that that was a failure song to include that, or that was a failure to make that the lead single?"
3: Yeah, and we want to make sure that that you guys stay safe and you don't lose money. We don't want you to get rad lead.
1: Rad lead. <laughs>
0: that's good um all right everybody that's it for three sides of the coin uh next week as i reminded everybody no guest i won't be here so that should make you happy i will be in disneyland
2: Aww.
0: look at that oh yeah the room. yeah Do you, would you like to contribute to my GoFundMe campaign so i can take a kid to disneyland oh
2: are you gonna you're going to anaheim right
0: yeah it is spent expensive as hell I was telling Tommy about this before we hit the record button. The money we spent before even getting into the park is just incredible uh-huh. and maybe and i haven't you, even I haven't even spent ten dollars on an ice cream cone yet.
3: Maybe you should just go to Six Flags and hire someone to show up in a Mickey Mouse outfit and tell Thule you're there I
0: don't and you know, and she's like. I can't wait to buy my stuffies and souvenirs. I'm like, Oh, I'm just like, my- oh God, I don't want to buy all this shit.
2: Oh, when you see her little face and how excited she is.
0: That's why oh, I know. I know. I know. That's why, that's why we're doing this. It's just like, Oh my God. I, I, I told Katrina, I'm like, the second we step foot on Main Street, she's going to be like, I want to buy that. I want to buy that. I want to buy that. And I'm going to be like, we haven't even been here two minutes and you've yep. spent $500. You We're get, not buying anything until the last day.
2: You got to get the ears. You got to get the balloon that has a light in it that costs you $25. And then hopefully she doesn't let it go. go. This is I, Not that I'm speaking out of experience or anything like that. Then yeah, gotta get, right. Got to get the balloon that they like. Oh, look at the balloon. Then it flies away. You know, then you get the ice cream, the Mickey-shaped ice cream that they take two licks out of and it falls on the ground. You wait. God.
0: You wait. You get the I'm, I'm, I'm not looking forward to the money it's going to cost once we're in the park. The money we've spent to buy tickets to the park and the hotel, please. They should give me everything else for free. <laughs>
3: You're probably going to have to take an van before you go that day. <laughs> No, <laughs> oh,
2: do they serve alcohol at your Disney World? They don't serve it at, all. I, I think of Disneyland, Disney World, they don't.
0: I don't, I don't know. There'll be out. Al- I can guarantee you this: there'll be alcohol back at the hotel. <laughs> our Disney, there'll be, be alcohol and edibles back at the hotel.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we don't. Our Disney World days, we don't. I mean, Lily and James are. I miss it though. I'm not gonna lie. Like Brian and I were talking, like, I wish. Still enjoyed it because it is a magical place. I know it sounds corny, but when you walk in and you see your kids' eyes light up, it's it's pretty magical. Now we go to Universal where they have bars, pop-up bars as you walk.
0: Oh nice. You're yeah. like you're like, Yeah, go on the roller coaster. We'll meet you back here at the bar.
2: Oh yeah. When I went to Universal in October, Brian's like, Lisa, how many times did you go to these bars? I'm like, I drank my way through Universal. <laughs> He's like 9 dollars at this bar. Then like 20 minutes later, 9 dollars. He's like, "Did you just
3: You like you just, your cooler lights?"
2: I'm like, "Damn right I did." Damn right.
0: I yeah. Really
2: know. It was fun. I had a great time.
0: Yeah, it'll 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 be fun. I know it'll be fun. I'm just not looking forward to the sticker shock of of a Disneyland vacation.
2: So you had a, you have to fly? You don't have to fly, do you? Don't you drive down
0: there? We're driving. I'm renting okay. a car to drive down. It's okay. it's it's a seven hour drive.
2: Well, that's not that
0: bad. But I'd rather do that than fly across the country, go to Disney World, then rent a car while we're there. No,
2: no.
0: I'm like, let's. I told Katrina, I'm like, let's ease into this Disney stuff. Let's just go down to Disneyland first. It's a good start.
2: Just
1: get our toes wet a
0: little. Let's not go. Yeah, exa- exactly. I mean, we're going to be in, we'll be in Disneyland and California adventure for three days. That's it. Three days.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. And, and we drive on a Monday and we drive on a Friday. And it's like, okay, I can, I can live with that. Look at <laughs> Lisa's like, I want another baby. No. no
2: no i'll live vicariously through you and i'll just enjoy stuff and there you go
0: no. yeah I'll, although i gotta tell you i did get i get a smile on my face when i'm like truly what's what what is the one ride you want to go on at disneyland what's the one thing you want to say And she's like i really want to ride it's a small world and i was like oh, oh. she's like because they show people of all different shapes and sizes and colors and i'm like oh you're a good kid you're playing Uh-oh. that disney you're playing that disney card up well aren't you yeah just like, let me me in the park dad you know yeah
3: yeah all all the while you don't know this but there's a book at school what to say to your parents to yeah what to, to say to your, to your parents
0: to get what you need at disneyland yeah She's no, not not, not no not a not a book. She's probably found a YouTube video made by a ten-year-old <laughs> of like here. Here's what you tell your parents to get them to take you. I love it.
2: You know what? Though she's a smart girl, I wouldn't put past her.
0: Yeah. No, I know. I not know. I had...
3: It's a tail wagging the dog. Yes.
0: <laughs> Dad, that small world was so beautiful. Can I buy a four-foot Mickey Mouse stuffed animal for four hundred dollars? Okay. okay. <laughs> Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. We got and room then, in the back seat.
2: And then she was. Then she'll say, "Because usually our excuse is, well, we can't take it home on the plane.'
0: I know. We're in yeah. a car.
2: Can't say yeah, that. You're
0: stuck. The back seat has got room for a giant stuffed animal.
2: Yeah, you're you're fucked. Sorry, <laughs> you're fucked.
3: <laughs> you might I have to the- get a second job just to pay for this. <gasps>
0: yeah <laughs> oh god no i know i know it'll be fun all it's, right you know, everybody. It's still going to be
3: less money than mark spends on crab while he's on vacation so really, i know yeah yeah
0: so so i won't be here next week i'll be in disneyland so these knuckleheads are going to deliver a show that i have no idea what it'll be like
2: mm-hmm.
0: but mark will be back next week so it's really going to suck
2: so he didn't join today.
0: No. no. He his his excuse was we have dinner reservations. It's Valentine's Day.
2: Yeah, okay. I guess he's more romantic. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Lisa's like, yeah, okay. I I believe
3: you know, that. That's code for like the Greek bathhouse or something. <laughs> you know, buy it. All right. Just FYI, All
2: right. Michael, just FYI. Disney ears at Disneyland are forty dollars a pair. Holy shit!
3: How much is the big? How much is the big stuffed animals? Probably four hundred dollars. Oh, hold on,
2: big. Giant- By the way,
0: hold on, hold hold on. While you're while you're looking, let me find something here. Okay.
2: Uh, shop- look at Lisa
0: nice oh, like, oh, like, oh, this is from this is from disney world 1972 71 when it first opened the first year of disney world
2: yeah that
0: was 71 i these are my these, these, these are these are my mickey mouse ears
2: are you gonna wear those when you i think you michael you need to wear those when you go to disneyland
0: Let's see if they even fit. Hold on.
2: All right. So on the Disney shop, on Disney. Oh, nice.
0: Is is that is that funny? There, perfect.
2: You have too much head for the look.
0: I go into Disneyland like this. They're going to pull me off to the side. They're going uh, like,
2: yeah. oh, no. to yeah. be like, "Yeah, they'll be like pedophile." Do, do you Do yeah. you have Do you have a like a gum band thing that goes around for your chin? No. Okay, then you might. Uh,
1: oh God, yeah.
2: So so large Disney. Uh, uh, oh, so the big Disney Mickey Mouse on the Disney ShopDisney dot It's. 21 inches, like the little kids holding it. It's 44.99, which in Disneyland prices, is going to cost you about 150 bucks.
3: Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
2: I'm just saying. Okay.
3: Yeah. that's still cheaper than I thought it was going to be.
0: Disney, the Disney, the Disneyland cost of living increase.
2: Okay, that's what I, yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. So if you go to, yeah, yeah, you, you're, yeah, it's not going to. Oh,
0: yeah, you're fucked.
2: Yeah, you're fucked. The Disneyland mm-hmm. has it's it's Walt Disney World fiftieth anniversary. It,
3: yeah, do you have any gold in your teeth? You can sell. I know, <laughs> sell your. Well,
0: I I do think, I think there's an entrance where you can donate a kidney as you walk in. I was
2: gonna yeah. say, yeah, yeah, you might want to do that.
0: But like- I think donating <laughs> one kidney just gets you like one Dole Whip treat, and that's it. <laughs> Yeah, you you gotta you gotta give up a little.
3: One (laughs) two. Well, wait a minute, sir. If you want to ride the rides, we're gonna need a lung.
0: Yeah, Yeah, we're gonna need a lung and a kidney.
2: And a piece of
0: now, if you wanna get rid of an eyeball, we'll really set you up. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a four oh one K you can sign over upon entrance? Yeah
2: fast pass. You give an eye, you get on the ride. Just yeah, one exactly. ride. Yeah, exactly. Just one ride.
3: Well, it'll be something she'll never forget. and You guys are going to go crazy oh. when you see
0: her there. So oh, I know. There'll be plenty of pictures. It's petchers. all going to be good. And, and, then, and, then, and then 30 days later, the visa bill arrives. and We're like, fuck this. Mm-hmm. So
2: it says here it's the 100th anniversary. I don't
0: think that's right. We're going to
2: eating ramen. 100th anniversary of Disneyland. No. I can't be right. It says hundred no. years of wonder.
0: Hundred years of Disney Wonder, but not Disneyland. Didn't Disneyland didn't open in nineteen fifties or sixties?
3: I mean, yeah, I, I thought it was late fifties, early sixties. Yeah. I
2: thought that Disney I mean Disneyland opened in seventy one, which turned fifty, my birthday year. But now oh wait, Michael, they're oh, oh, oh. they're selling Disney hundred merchandise. With look at they have little that she uh, Katrina or uh Tuli's gonna want them, they are rhinestone ears because she likes her rhinestones mm-hmm. and glitter rhinestones ears with the little hundred hundred symbol in the middle. That's gonna set you back.
3: How much? Uh-huh.
2: It doesn't say.
3: So, what we need <sighs> to do is what we need to do is we need to like start sending Tuli some um messages. You know, like snail mail with pictures and say, hey, this looks good. Ask your mom and dad for
0: this. Oh, $195. The rhinestone ears? Yep. Yeah, that ain't happening.
2: Here it is.
0: I'll buy some plain ears, some Elmer's glue, and some glue-on studs. You'll bedazzle her ears for her. I'll bedazzle it for you while you're asleep.
2: (laughs) Oh, they're really cool. Oh, these ones have stuff that floats around.
0: Look, um, look at Lisa. She, Lisa's going.
2: I'll tell you what. They're really cool. Oh, my God. She looks so cute in these. <laughs> oh, my God. Michael, they're so cute. She's going to look oh You've got to get her ears.
0: Would you like to no. donate a pair of ears?
2: Really? I'm just saying you need to get her
0: something. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> I'm going I'm telling you, the ears that she picks, they're going to have rhinestone. I'm telling you, I know exactly what she's going to pick out. I'm
0: telling you, I know I'm not spending $195 on rhinestone ears right now. (laughs)
2: That's what
0: it says. I will let her put them on. I'll take a picture of her wearing them, and then we put them back on the shelf. Yeah.
2: Here you go. Enjoy them now.
0: (laughs) All right, everybody. That's it. Three sides of the coin. We're out of here. I'll see you. In two weeks, they'll see you next week.
2: Mm-hmm. It's a small world and...
0: Do you have something to say? Leave a voicemail or send us a text message.
1: Call 320 515 For three sides of the coin. Provided by LarryDavisVoice.com and by JessicaMarsVoice.com That's Mars with a Z.